Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Pornography has existed for a long, long time, and it's always brought damage to marriages. But now, with the World Wide Web, the Internet makes that so accessible, and couples really need to be prepared to kind of defend their marriage from attack. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, and both of you are counselors, and I'm guessing um, you see a lot of couples who have a pornography issue that just can't be resolved. Mm -hmm. As a counselor, absolutely. I would say one of the number one issues that surfaces at some point within our sessions is pornography. Mm -hmm. And it's not always the husband. So it is an issue. And I will say the younger generation is much more comfortable talking about pornography. And that's that's a good thing. But in the same breath, it does show how desensitized Mm -hmm. in many ways their generation has become. Well, we're going to hear from Bill and Pam Farrell today about healthy emotional and physical intimacy in marriage, and they do have some insights about pornography. And here now are Bill and Pam talking to Jim Daly. I was told there was a men's conference with a well-known pastor who right at the beginning of his presentation hit this issue head on. It was a men's conference. So he said, you know, a lot of you I know are addicted to pornography, and I want you to come down here right now, and let's start by getting that out of the way. Mm -hmm. And half the oh, yeah. group went it, down. I think people would be shocked at that, but is that a fair uh, oh, it's assessment? An and, and what do we do? What do we say as Christian leaders? How do we get people to unshackle themselves from that, that addiction? Well, first we need to prepare men with the right mindset. Like it's an assault. It's not just a static temptation. Like I know even when I was growing up, it was sitting over there. And if I wanted to go out of my way to get exposed to it, I could. Well, now it's an assault. All you have to do is have a computer, and it's aimed at you. Mm-hmm. And so we need to gear men up that, hey, this is a battle. That This is not just a simple choice. It's sitting over there. You ought to avoid it. It's a battle. And we, we need to have that mindset that we are going to defeat the enemy on this one. And too many men have a passive approach to it. I don't want to fight it because, well, if I want it, I want it to be there. And so if I get too aggressive about it, then I can't really have that option anymore. Well, we have to prepare men that this is a battle. This is something to fight. This Don't is something give to in fight to and it. to be militant about it because it's coming at you. It's not just sitting waiting for you to notice it. It's coming at you. And it's uh, worth the fight because pornography is kind of like swimming in a vat of battery acid. I mean, it the, will destroy that's you. That's right. It yes. will destroy you and it'll destroy everything that you love. Mm. John, I think it's a perfect spot to say if you're in that position and you feel you are um, absorbed by pornography, call Focus. And we have people here that are willing to talk with you and to give you advice and steer you in the right direction. So I don't hesitate. Mm -hmm. Call. Mm -hmm. Um, Pam, men struggle with this, obviously. I'm not sure to the degree that women struggle with pornography or if their husbands are struggling. What do they do? Mm -hmm. There's an escalating number of women that are also becoming addicted to pornography just Mm -hmm. because of the media-saturated world that we live in. But by and large, yes, the way that that will hit a woman's heart is she will perhaps walk in and discover that her husband's 
involved in pornography. And there's a couple of things that I want to encourage the women that are out in the audience. If this happens to you, know that it is common. Really good men really good godly men get ensnared. It's like Satan is that monster underneath the bed and grabs the ankle of that man and it's just, just insidious that he throws a net over him and drags him underneath that bed in darkness. This man's weakest spot. It is. And so to know that you're not alone. There's many women that have battled this and have come out positive on the other side and their marriages have survived it. So don't give up. The second thing is to say, honey, I love you so much that I'm going to put up with this. I want us to team up. Let's team up. The enemy is not you, sweetheart. The enemy is Satan. He's trying to rob from us right now. So I'm going to hold out the phone. Are you going to call for help or am I? Because somebody's going to call for help here. And um, then decide how many times am I going to lose? Oftentimes when pornography enters into a marriage relationship, the woman says, oh, I must not be sexy enough and I must not be thin enough. It's all about me. And when your husband got involved in pornography, that's one loss. If you turn it on yourself, that's two losses now. And if you start feeling really bad about yourself and you get angry at your husband for making you feel that way, there's going to be a distance in your marriage. That's three losses. If that distance keeps happening, the marriage is going to fracture. There's going to be a divorce. That's four losses. If you have kids, they're going to lose that intact family. That's five losses. How many times do you want to let Satan win? I don't want Satan to win at all in this area. Take it back, girls. Some great advice from Pam uh, and Bill Farrell. Greg and Aaron, uh, pornography isn't a new issue, um, and it's not something that just men deal with. Aaron, you mentioned that earlier. Uh, talk about the couple where one or both of them struggles with pornography, but they want to they take care of this. They want to work through this. What are some starting points for them? I love in Malachi 2, where God is telling us to guard the spirit of marriage within you that a part of dealing with this problem is starting from a different place of going, man, we really want to protect and guard our marriage mm-hmm. because it's that valuable. We want to honor our marriage because pornography is such a Pandora's box. When, when you open that, you are inviting all kinds of things into your marriage. And I would challenge any husband to go, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't invite this kind of junk into your marriage because it's only going to lead to problems. There, there is no benefit. I don't care what the world wants you to believe. There is no benefit for your marriage. In in Ephesians 5, it talks about bringing the darkness into the light. And I would say that pornography becomes this hidden secret sin. Yes. And bringing yeah. it into the light and having the courage to bring it into the light and then begin restoration within yourself and within your marriage relationship. Because when you let the light enter in and let it shine, I mean, it's clear that he's going to show up and he's going to be with you during that process. Yeah, now this is something that you want to really pray up about if you have not yet confessed that to a spouse. What are some things to avoid uh, if if we've got a listener who's saying, okay, I've got to do something. I've got to expose it to the light, like you're just saying there, Aaron. Mm-hmm. What do I avoid, but also how do I do this well? How do I, how do I broach the subject? Well, if you're the one that, that is confessing, understand that you've been processing this for quite a long time. You've probably brought this up to a buddy, maybe pastor, counselor. You've worked through this enough to courageously now want to bring that up to your spouse. Understand that this is probably going to be the first time 
that they're hearing this. So expect there to be some shock. Expect there to be some real frustration, some disappointment. And you need to be at a place that you've prayed this through, asking God to give you the courage to be able to hear the hurt in the in the frustration from your spouse without getting defensive, without going to this bad place of I am so awful. Mm. Because if if you go to that place, then it doesn't feel safe to your spouse, and there's no way you guys can continue to talk this through. So that's what I'm saying. Before you go, you need to go. But before you do, make sure that that you've had some good conversations with people who are going to be a part of your support system, who are praying for you, intercessing for you, and who really are there to encourage you while you do this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if you're the, on the receiving end, you're the spouse hearing this for the first time, I would say it's so important to meet that spouse, meet your spouse with some grace, recognizing that this is taking a lot of courage for them to come to you and to confess. And granted, there are the emotions you're going to experience, but in that moment, Try to stay as calm as you can. You can ask questions. There's going to be lots of conversation about this. This isn't a one-time conversation. And I encourage that spouse to just try to be grace-filled, recognizing that that you've got sin too. I've got sin. And it might look different. But how are we going to walk through this in a way that we are a team, that we're unified, and that we're going we're gonna to really seek God and seek support, seek community as we walk this out. Mm. John, Aaron and I have had these conversations. Mm. I have confessed mm. as I have dealt with this, as we have dealt with this. And part of the, the long-term goal is to make these conversations okay to have, that it becomes normal. Just the other day, I was telling Aaron, hey, I was Googling something, and I'm doing some research here at Focus on the Family, and as I'm looking at some content on the side, this weird like pop-up ad of a very inappropriate, you know, like bikini-clad woman pops up, and I'm just going, "This is so ridiculous!" You know, here I am at Focus on the Family, and this ad pops up, and just telling her, that, but how quickly just being so visual as I saw that, just just to where that takes me. I mean, I remember that that feeling of seeing something like that, and and wanting then to look at something else. And for us just to be able to have that conversation to where Aaron's like, man, I hate that for you. Mm-hmm. And, and we just had mm-hmm. a good conversation. So the goal is to, at some point, just, it's, it's a, we can talk about these things. And it's important that you do have those conversations, but it's also important to recognize that I'm not the one to hold him accountable right. for that, that I can, I love when he comes to me. I don't love it, but I love <laughs> when he feels safe enough to come to me yeah. And, and tell me what he's struggling with, because it actually creates um, safety within our relationship. It helps me to feel safe that he trusts me enough to come to me and tell me what he's struggling with, the mm-hmm. same way I want to be able to tell him what my struggles are. And, and that's why it's so important to be very cognizant about how am I responding when my spouse comes to me? I want to create a safe place that this will happen again, that we are able to have these difficult conversations. Well, I appreciate your candidness about this. I think that offers some hope to the listener who might feel like, I'm trapped. It's never going to get better because you two have a pretty vibrant relationship. And I know that you've worked through some challenges, including, as you said, Greg, some pornography issues. So thank you for being honest about that. And and to the listener, I can only say we are walking this journey like you are. And we stumble. We have mistakes that we make. And we find grace at the foot of the cross. Ultimately, we go to God for that. 
And we want to encourage you to contact us if you need some starting steps to take to expose um, a pornography issue or other things in your marriage that are just crushing it, that are stepping on the lifeline of your relationship. Um, Contact us. We've got the phone number and some other links in the notes. And if you can, make a donation to Focus on the Family today. We'll say thank you by sending a copy of the great book by Bill and Pam Farrell, Red Hot Monogamy. Well, for now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin Smalley, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller. This has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 